What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's December 17, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 66. In this episode, uh, I'll be talking about how to eat during the holiday season because at least a little bit of weight gain is expected this time of the year and why you should not be skipping leg day regardless of what your goals are. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness related topics and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. All right, back with another episode, but this time I don't have a lot of notes for this first portion, so this one might be quick. I'm going to have to come up with some topics on the go here. I probably won't go through any news today. I can't really think of anything that really stood out to me this week. I do remember one day this week, this past Tuesday though, oh my god, it was a horrible day for me, but I mean, it was actually my fault anyway, so there's that. See, you see, what had happened was I made breakfast Monday night, okay? Some eggs, pea meal bacon, some rice. The thing is, I left it on the counter overnight. I was supposed to put it in the fridge, but I forgot. So then, the next morning, which is now Tuesday morning, I ate about half of it. I think it was still good. (laughs) I think it was still good at the time, okay? So then I had my lunch, which was, I think, around, no, it was ground beef and rice that day. And then about 4 p.m., I went back to eat the rest of my breakfast. And honestly, (laughs) it was probably a bit bad at that point. It was 4 p.m., and I made this the night before. I mean, I warmed it up, and I still ate some of it because it's all the food that I had on me at the time. It did smell a little bit funky, but... I mean, I had to do it. I ate a little bit of it. (laughs) And then I did throw out, like, the rest. There was, like, oh, my God, this is going to be too much information. I'm sorry if you are eating right now. But, man, there was, like, this little, like, area where there was, like, some liquid in the food. I was like, oh, that's probably not good. So I'll just avoid that area. But it did smell a little bit weird. So, yeah, I guess that's what happens sometimes. But whatever, I survived, no ill effects, but yeah, my stomach was hurting that day. So that's why it was like a horrible day. I was just feeling like, oh, I should not have eaten that, but seriously, that's all I had. So what was I supposed to do? That's all the protein that I had on me. So I guess that's what happens when you're too obsessed with hitting macros and protein goals. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, don't be like me. Learn, please learn from what I did. All that being said, training was decent this week, even the morning of that day where I ate some potentially bad food. Pull-ups went great that morning, I remember. I did a few reps with 20 pounds hanging off of me. Again, this week I was uh, I hit the 120s, yeah, on flat dumbbell bench press for 7 reps. Uh, what else is there? OHP, I think I did go up a bit there too. I hit 145 for 4. Uh, and yeah, that was, that was like my final movement that same day. So for me to 
Still hit OHP right at the end of bench and yeah, the whole workout. Damn, 145 for four, yep. Uh, squats, sumo deads, conventional deadlifts. Yeah, they went well. Uh, yeah, I think everything's going as planned right now, which is good. So this week, that's what I wanted to talk about really is I introduced something new into my routine, the single leg deadlift. And man, I even gave one of my clients this as well, or uh, a few of them actually, but man, this was such a humbling experience for me. So for conventional deadlift this week, I hit 355 and my sumo was like 345 for a few reps. So they're pretty close in strength right now, which is, which is good, but I am having to use the straps now and some reps at like this weight now. So I don't know. I got to find a way to increase my grip strength, but anyways, okay. So single deck, uh, single leg deadlifts. I wasn't even close to pulling half of the, uh, that weight that I was talking about earlier, like 340. I figured I was going to go in there and do like nah, 135 or something, but man, I was using kettlebells for this first session. I used like 20 pounds. I think that's what they had. So since I'm using the kettlebells, they're higher up off of the floor. So it makes it a bit easier to perform the lift because honestly, my balance was not great. It was actually a bit frustrating, which is that usually doesn't happen to me in the gym since I'm so used to doing the same exercises that I do all the time. So yeah, I got a little bit out of my comfort zone there, which is good sometimes. Yeah, that's why I felt like adding these back into my routine. It was a staple during the lockdown. I don't know why I stopped doing it. But yeah, when the gyms were closed, I was doing this during the lockdown. But now that the gyms have been open consistently for a few months, I mean, I don't know going forward. But yeah, I've gotten away from that kind of balance or unilateral training lately. And the fact that I was so weak and unstable, that's that's a sign that I need to keep working on it. So for this movement, I was feeling it a bit in my legs, but it was more the balance portion, but also my core, having to stabilize my upper body throughout the movement, making my, uh, making sure my spine was in a straight position and hinging my hips properly. Yeah, I was definitely feeling it in my lower back, nothing painful or anything, but I could just feel the stabilizing muscles around the spine, actually having to work and actually do something during this movement. Yeah, I got to make sure to keep that one in the program, but I did do that movement twice this week, which should help translate into some deadlift and squat strength and should just help me overall when it comes to overall health and improving balance and core stability there. All right, uh, what else? Let me just talk about, I guess, sports, and then we'll get into the fitness topics pretty quick mentioned last week that some sports were or sports teams sorry they were having like covid problems and boy oh boy (laughs) did they they got even worse this week i think it would actually be easier to name the teams who aren't affected by covid right now i mean that's just a joke but some teams have actually been hit pretty hard There's so many players testing positive out because of protocol or some teams having postponed games all started on Monday with the Chicago Blackhawks. They play, they were supposed to play against Calgary. That was postponed because the situation in Calgary's dressing room ain't looking too good over there. I figured it would be like a one and done thing. Like that would be the only postponed game for the week, but there was a few more. 
yeah, that day on Monday, there wasn't even any hockey on at all, since that was the only game that day. And then it all started. I think it was also Tuesday, actually. My phone was just blowing up. Notification after notification from the score, which is a sports app. So many players and games being postponed this week. Man, it was insane. And then Montreal played against, who was it, Philly? And then they had no fans in the audience, uh, attendance or audience. Yeah, audience works there. Uh, what else? Oh, I think I also heard Colorado is not playing games until after Christmas. I think there's three teams in the NHL and over 100 football players, I think. Um, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy right now. Ontario, I think they might be the first region in the sports world to be cutting their crowd capacity. I mean, before I heard about Montreal, like they announced it first. I think it, they said like 50% for Toronto teams. Yeah, and then Montreal had that, like, no attendance. Nobody was in the audience again. Oh my god, lockdown is going to start again. So I guess they are starting to limit the arenas for hockey and basketball? Mm, I don't know. Maybe other sports? I'm not sure, but I think football is just going to keep going. Here we go again. I think Ontario now has over 1,400 cases of COVID every day now. Clearly not slowing down. Some estimates say that I think we could see actually 10,000 cases daily. Is that what I heard? Uh, Yeah, that could be by the end of the year. I mean, I'm not sure what the hospitalization rate is, but that's a lot of people getting infected regardless if you're vaccinated or not. And yeah, so I actually started this podcast last September. And that was while this whole pandemic was going on. And I can't believe that. It's been more than a year later that... and. Like, it's been a year since the podcast first started, and this is still going on. The virus has been around for, what is it now, two years. So, going on three, almost the third birthday next year. Next October or something. So, I'm not really sure if restrictions are coming to other things soon, but I hope not. We can't possibly have another lockdown coming in the near future, right? Oh man, I really hope not. Would it surprise me, though? No, not really. And, oh man, if they shut down the gyms again, seriously, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Question 1. How to not gain too much weight over the holidays? So, with Christmas or the holiday season coming up, man, it's just next weekend already. I figured it would be a good time to cover a topic like this because... We all know it's a time where we're going to be going a bit off on the diet on at least a few days in the next couple of weeks. We have Christmas, and then we have the leftovers. We have a bit more time to relax and sit around. Gyms are closed for some of those days, so maybe you're going to miss a few more days than you usually would if it wasn't the holiday season. And then the next weekend is New Year's, so that could mean a day where there's less sleep than usual, and maybe some more good food, and some alcohol finds its way into your system too. The thing is, you can still have a good time and enjoy your time with family and friends without being the super strict guy or girl. I mean, unless you want to be. But from my own personal experience, during this time of the year, it's not a great feeling to be super strict 
and completely miss out on all of the food. Most of us, we want to have a little bit of fun during this time. We need to relax a bit and enjoy some of those social interactions, which again, that contributes to better health too. So in terms of limiting the amount of weight gain that can occur during this time of year, there's a few strategies you can implement so that you're not setting yourself back too far during this time. And just remember that some amount of weight gain is going to be okay. It's not all going to be purely a fat increase. It's going to be some water weight that you're going to be gaining and that's okay. Sometimes you just have to kick back and relax a bit and enjoy yourself at the end of the day. All right, so when it comes to what you're putting into your body, let's talk about the food first. This is where most people, including myself, could have a tough time because you're just surrounded by so much good food. Oh my god, I love it this time of the year. You're hopefully surrounded by people you love and maybe the usual traditional meals that your family has this time of year. So the first tip, if you're trying to uh, limit the amount of weight you're going to be gaining, is to just simply eat your protein sources first. Before you dive into the pastas, the fried rice, oh my god, mashed potatoes with gravy, Cantonese chow mein. See, those carb sources should be saved for the end of the meals. Why should you eat your proteins first? First off, protein will have you feeling fuller for a longer amount of time. That's satiety, and it's one of the more important macros of the three, since it'll help build and maintain muscle you have on your body. It's going to fill your stomach a lot more, basically, if you have your steak or chicken first, as opposed to the amount of fried rice or Cantonese chow mein, like I just said, that you can eat. And if you're feeling more full than usual, or fuller than usual, then that could help you not overeat or eat too many calories, basically. Those foods, I mean the carb sources, I swear, you could just eat and eat and it'll go down without even chewing on your food, so that could actually make you eat more than you realize. So after you're done with your proteins, that's when it's time to eat your vegetables first. I know during the holiday season, there probably aren't many vegetables that's going to be served, but if they are there, have them first with your proteins as well. Again, this is because of a similar concept when it comes to your stomach being full. If you have your proteins and vegetables first, that'll fill up your stomach and could prevent you from eating too much. That could stop you from having more carbs or more dessert than you really need to have. Another tip, pay attention to your portion sizes. Don't eat with your eyes. I know it's difficult. Grab just a bit of food at a time, okay? For my family, we usually just have all the food on one or two tables or counters, and everyone just grabs a paper plate and goes around and fills up their own plate. It's like a buffet. It's beautiful. In this case, grab your first plate, have your proteins and vegetables, and maybe a bit of carbs on the side. Finish that meal first, and if you really want more, you'll get up and grab more food. That creates just a tiny barrier there when it comes to possibly overindulging in calories and food. Don't just put everything on your plate all at once, and then you're going to feel like you're forced to finish everything on your plate. If you just start out by having a smaller plate at first, this might cause you to eat less because maybe you'll actually feel satisfied after that uh, first plate of food already. 
Or who knows, you maybe maybe you want to get food after, but then you get caught up with other activities or whatever's going on around you, and maybe that'll be enough of a distraction to avoid you from grabbing another plate of food. This kind of leads into the next point. If you're looking to maintain your current weight as much as possible, then it's a good idea to just eat until you're 70 to 80% full instead of just eating until you can't move anymore. This is something that seems so simple, yet this is one of my biggest problems during any kind of family get-together. I've been the guy to just binge at family parties, and that's basically because, I mean, 350 days of the year out of 365 or whatever, my diet is pretty good. So during the holidays or during any gatherings, I used to just eat as much as possible, give me all the leftovers grab a few plates of food there, have as much dessert as I can, and that would all be well and good for that day. Then for the next few days, I think you already know what's coming. Training is going to suffer. Sleep doesn't go too well. And then overall, you're just feeling pretty sluggish. So I've been there, learned from those mistakes. That's why I'm on here telling you guys exactly what I'm going to be doing during this season Eating till I'm 70 to 80% full, that's a good strategy for this season because it could help you from gaining too much body fat over the next few weeks. Alright, another one to look out for, liquid calories. This could mean alcohol, which could find its way into your system around this time of the year. Again, that's okay in moderation. Or maybe it's just soda that you don't usually drink during the year. So again, you might have one or two, it's okay. This is one of the few times of the year where I might have an alcoholic beverage or two. <gasps> Gasp. Uh, yeah, sometimes just to relax a little bit there, enjoy some social activities, but I know I won't go crazy with it. There's a lot of empty calories in alcohol. It's another one of those macronutrients I talk about, but our body doesn't break down alcohol the same way it does with carbohydrates, fats, and protein sources. It's a lot harder for a body to break down, which could result in a little bit of bloat. And sodas, those high sugary carb drinks, I usually enjoy a few of those during this time as well. Again, it's okay in moderation, but just make sure that you're at least splitting up your liquid intake uh, with just a glass of water. That could help you there. It's a simple solution that could reduce your sugar intake over the next few weeks, which could keep you closer to your current body weight. Alright, a few more points here and then the next one. Okay, so if you're really concerned about gaining too much weight, or maybe you already ate too much, just simply go for a quick walk if you can after your meals. This could be a useful tip anytime really, but if you are eating a lot, this tip could help you get... It'll help you get a few extra steps in, especially if you're not moving as much during the holidays. For me, this one's not going to work since it is winter here. But I'll probably just go walk around anyways, maybe just around the house. Every time I'm at my cousin's place, I'm usually jumping around, running around, playing basketball in the basement or something. But I'm sure I'm going to have some lazy time too. There's probably going to be some Netflix binge watching a few days in the coming weeks. So I got to remember some of these for myself going forward. This is also another time where I'll toss in a little bit more cardio than usual if I go to the gym. Now, I don't mean throwing cardio in there, nothing crazy. I don't mean just going to try to run off 500 calories. Like, I'll walk for maybe 10 to 20 or maybe even 30 minutes more than I need to. 
and that helps keep me at a good stable weight. Alright, and the last point I have. Do your best to keep snacking to a minimum. You're already going to eat good food most of the days. There's no point in you also snacking and adding more calories to the mix. That's what could get you in trouble. That could mean the difference of going over your calories by only 200. But if you're going to toss in some snacks throughout the day, you might even find yourself at 1,000 calories over your maintenance. Now, it's not the end of the world if that does happen, but just be aware of it and keep it in the back of your mind. Because if that happens too often, that's when it could be trouble and could lead to some bad habits even after the holiday season is over. And there goes your New Year's resolution. This one isn't too bad for me. I'm not a big snacker like I used to be when I was growing up. But, I mean, I still have some Halloween candy lying around, so I just have to make sure it doesn't become a daily habit for me. I know for me, because I grew up eating all of those highly processed foods, if I do get a taste, that becomes something that I just crave. So, again, that's something to look out for. All that being said, the holidays are a time to enjoy and let loose a little bit. There's no need for you to be a super stickler when it comes to health and fitness around this time of the year. It's okay to fall off a bit. I know I might gain 2 to 10 pounds over the next few weeks, but I know when things get back to normal the first week of January or something, it'll be uh, back to my normal weight. Yeah, I'll be back to my normal weight a week or two after. It's really not that big of a deal. And you just have to know that it's not going to be 2 to 10 pounds of fat that you're putting on. I mean, unless you're going absolutely all out when it comes to eating food, that's a different topic for another day if we're talking about binging. But yeah, try out some of those tips over the next few weeks if you're a bit concerned with where your weight might look like in a week or two. And I think they should help you when it comes to not gaining too much fat over the holiday season. Question 2. Why you should not be skipping leg day. Here's one that I have to constantly remind myself of. Legs are definitely, even still, the toughest workouts for me to wake up and go do. I just don't look forward to squatting at this time in my life, (laughs) but I still do it at least once a week, and I'll do legs at least twice a week. But when I was younger, I definitely skipped it way more than I did now. I would purposely skip leg day just to do shoulders or arms or chest, And nobody's really told me that I've been disproportionate, but that's going to be the first point for me to make here. Maybe that's just my body dysmorphia kicking in, but I do think I was more top-heavy a few years ago. I think now it's slowly starting to even out, except for the calves. I probably still need a few years for those to grow. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, if you skip legs, your body will be disproportionate or just look and feel imbalanced. It'll look weird, first of all, and it's probably not a good idea to have a huge upper body on top of some toothpick legs. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to live in a house or be in a building that had a base like that. You'd want a strong base for your foundation, if you're smart. You need your legs to have some amount of muscle on them to support yourself when you're walking, or if you need to run or jog at any time. Knee injuries become more common as you age, and working out can help with that in terms of knee stability if you build that strength and muscles around your knee joint like your quads and your hamstrings. You're as strong as your weakest link. 
That can really sum it up right there. Just imagine doing an overhead press. Have you ever seen like a big tree? They don't get to be that size unless they have a wide base to support the rest of the tree and the branches and the leaves. If the base wasn't wide and full of support with all of its roots in the ground, the tree would just tip over. So if you think of doing an overhead press, yeah, your core is definitely a factor when it comes to pressing that weight overhead. And if you don't have the lower body to support that weight when you press that weight over the top of your head, that could mean a bit of trouble there in terms of stabilizing your body, balancing that weight over the head. It requires a lot more strength than just whatever's in your shoulders. If that weight is over the top of your head and your legs buckle, good luck trying to avoid some kind of serious disaster there. I mean, that's one of the worst case scenarios I can think of when it comes to skipping leg day, really. I've seen some close calls at the gym, let me just tell ya. If you're weak in your lower body, that's actually going to carry on to your upper body. You won't be able to maximize muscle growth for your upper body without also you, uh, doing your lower body. Some people don't have that choice though. Maybe you have injuries to your lower legs, so you might not be able to do big movements like a squat or maybe a deadlift. But you should still be able to do some movements for your lower body. Anything will be beneficial here. So yeah, basically not doing legs or skipping legs entirely could result in injury because of the imbalanced load you're putting on your body. If it's squats you really don't want to do or deadlifts, don't just think of them as mainly, I mean, don't just think of them solely as leg exercises. Just think of them as exercises where you're working the whole body. I mean, yes, squats mainly hit your quads and hamstrings and glutes, but it also engages the core, which is important. And this could mean reduced lower back pain. Even if you can't load your legs with a lot of weight, you can still use bands to work on your legs or single leg movements like a deadlift. I mentioned that one earlier. You'd be surprised how much weaker you're going to be when you're doing single leg movements. And doing your legs just translates, uh, translates sorry, into a lot more muscle stimulation than just ignoring an entire half of your body completely. Alright, so another reason why you shouldn't be skipping leg days is because you could be potentially missing out on hundreds of burned calories every single day. Remember that building muscle and having muscle on your body increases your metabolism. So if you're not working out half of your body, especially if you're skipping your lower body movements, yeah, that could reduce it. Uh, sorry, that could result in reduced overall muscle mass, which could mean that yeah, you're burning 2,000 calories every single day. But if you have a solid base, some legs that have a bit of muscle on them, you could be looking at an extra 200 or 300 calorie boost every single day from doing nothing extra. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but imagine burning nearly 2,000 more calories per week without doing any extra, uh, extra cardio. You'll be burning more fat by having more muscle throughout your body, you're missing out on pounds of muscle there, which could further increase your metabolism, therefore burning more fat. And if you don't do your legs, this could also make it harder for you to grow your upper body, actually. this They have studies for this where if you ignore your legs, you actually limit the amount of muscle you can put on on your upper body. Performing those big leg exercises that just helps send that signal to your body to keep the testosterone flowing through you along with 
pumping that natural growth hormone through you as well. I've mentioned a few times on here that after a layoff from the gym, after a few days off, it's always a good idea to hit your lower body or do your legs after some time off of the gym. And that's because it sends your body the biggest signal to increase your production of testosterone, which should translate to more additional muscle being built. And last but not least, if you're doing your leg day exercises, that's going to translate to being better and more efficient at everyday activities. It just makes everyday life easier. I'm a big proponent when it comes to doing movements that'll actually benefit you in life. Squatting is super important. That's because you use the same muscles when getting out of a chair or getting off of the floor. And deadlifts are great to do because it'll give you that ability to lift things properly off the floor. Especially if they're heavy, of course. So if you're someone that skips leg day maybe a bit too much, you better start doing them the next time you get back into that gym or the next time you do decide to work out. Get that extra muscle in your lower body so that you can reap those metabolism-boosting benefits and just simply to make your life easier and free from any major injuries. And that concludes episode 66 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how you can plan for the whole new year, new you attitude.